Hey, welcome to another edition of Funny Business, the women of stand-up comedy. Today I'm joined by Suzanne Westenhofer. Here we go. Suzanne, this is the most personal story. And you know what? I'm going to even record it because I don't want to hold anything back. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> so one <laughs> of my favorite <laughs> memories, embarrassing as it may seem, we saw you at uh, Girls at Gay Days in Orlando probably five years ago to be exact, maybe six. And um, okay, I laughed so hard that I peed myself and was so embarrassed that I had to leave a water bottle on the seat to make it look like it was water. <laughs> Honey. Yeah. Yeah, it was that you is and the best compliment <laughs> ever. It was you that put me over the edge and I literally <laughs> looked at the at, at Donna and and I I held up my water bottle and kind of shook it and said, "I got to do this." When when everybody stood up to leave, I just tipped my water bottle on the chair and left it there and was like Put oh my, my jacket God. around my waist, put my jacket around my waist, and got the hell out of there, because we, we had tears streaming, streaming down our face I, every time. And, and think that, about this. <laughs> that, that's that moment you're thankful that you actually had a bottle of water with you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. What would you have done? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, don't, I probably would have had to knock the chair over and act like it was like, you know... Leave that there. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was, oh God, it was such a good time. And I feel like we talked about the show, your show for like the next two days that we were there, like just dropping one liners and, and everything. You're so oh, cool. relatable. And, and I think that's what it is, yeah. is. When you get up there and start talking, there is, there is no one in the room that's not going to be able to relate to what you're saying. And it's just, it's the best. Cause it's, it is, Simple observations, but everything, your your delivery, your material, I just, uh, I understand now why you are the most well-known <laughs> woman in stand-up comedy <laughs> in our circle, and I love that. And I love that I have access to you Thank on Twitter. You. So this is uh this I know, is fantastic. right? Yeah. Thank God for social media. Did you... Now you have my phone number. I know, I do have your phone number. I did, I had the wrong one, by the way. I don't know... <laughs> What I had, it was it must have been really old, um, but you know the 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 thing that I'm finding when I talk to to most comics is early on, um, it 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 hits them that they're funny, like they they're not trying but they're getting laughs. And was that the same for you? Was it kind of like an early on thing? You were like, hey, I'm, I'm these people are laughing. Uh, not exactly in the sense that. I knew, what I would say that I knew really early, meaning like five and six years old, is that I was an entertainer because my mom would, you know, kind of bring me out if the grandparents were over, sing that song, you know, and <laughs> yeah. do that little dance. Yeah. And I was very much remembering things I would see on TV and then acting them out oh, at great. family gatherings. And so, and I was... I just knew I had that ability to get everybody's attention by imitating something or singing or acting out something, you know, and I knew that right away. 
and I so I tried to be an actor. I went to college. I got a BFA in acting. I when I went to Los Angeles later, I took acting classes for years. The comedy thing happened sort of accidentally with people saying to me, uh, you should be funny, you're a very funny woman. I was a bartender in New Jersey. And with me going, I can't get up there and talk about my boyfriend. I'm an open queer. I'm a member of Act Up. I'm a member of yeah. Queer Nation. You know what I mean? Right. And they because this was 1990. Yeah, it and wasn't, say, it wasn't, oh, it wasn't, uh, it well wasn't received. done. Nobody yeah, was doing exactly. that. Nobody was getting up in front of straight audiences and saying they were a lesbian. Right. And trying to do comedy. Yep. And so I was kind of, you know, stared into it, and I did it, and it was really successful, so I was all like, oh, this will be easy, <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it yeah. would be work. <laughs> and it is. I mean, not to mention, like, I, I don't I, I, we were talking, I was talking about this with Jenny and, uh, and Vicky, and we were saying, like, are you the type that has to methodically uh, write out all your material and kind of commit it to memory? Or do you get that little oh, bit of rush no. of just winging it a little bit up on stage? I would say I'm winging it all the time, <laughs> 90% of the time. I wing. Wing is my, that's my gift. It's my, it's my, my girlfriend, she says that to me because I used to be apologetic for it. But she has said to me um, over the past few years, she keeps saying, honey, it's your gift that you can get up there and get a couple of hundred people paying attention to you and make them laugh for 90 minutes. You can't, you got to stop apologizing that you don't have it all memorized and you haven't written it. You haven't worked it all out. You know what I mean? And I was like, I guess she's right. Yeah. I think I guess she's right. it's like things, um, like things in everyday life that make me laugh are the things I remember the most. You know, <laughs> you know, like if someone yeah. tells me yeah. where, where a certain restaurant is or a certain store is, I can't remember that for anything. But if I've laughed at something, I will remember it. And I think that's probably right. what, yeah, what, what makes it, uh, especially because. And that, that's what happens. Like I get up and I tell a story about something that happened in my life. And it might have been that day. It might have been a month ago. It might have been back when I was a kid. But if everyone laughs and I laugh with them and it's whatever, then I remember and then the next night you say it again and maybe you add to it yeah. or maybe you actually you do it um, more quickly because it, it was funny but it wasn't that funny or, you know, I mean, so sometimes it's just one thing I say on stage, like it'd be just like one line and by the end of the year, because that line was very funny, I just continue to add to it, I just continue to... Because it's, it's like a dog who's getting scratched on their butt and they turn on their back and go, more, more, more. Yeah. <laughs> and so I get very excited, you know. I'm like, oh, they laughed at that. So I just keep adding to it until it's a big, huge piece. And sometimes it ends up being, you know, a 20-minute story. And then I just remember and tell it for a couple of years, maybe two years, and then I get bored with it and I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, but but I don't feel like you, you do. I don't feel like you... Um... I feel like your material is usually fresh, and I don't know if it's just because I, I go for it. It mostly is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is. Um, and you, this is, I, you're the only one I know, but you have uh, a sister that's also a lesbian, right? I do. Yeah. So she just you, got married last weekend. Oh, that's fantastic. Do you, uh, was she worried, like, oh my God, she's going to make fun of me on stage or she's going to work me into her act? Was that something like you had, oh, yeah. to, you had to discuss it? 
We didn't discuss it. What happened is I took her on an Olivia cruise, and she realized on that ship that she was gay. She was like, this is years ago. This is 20 years ago. Um, Because she was only like 36 years old, right? 34 years old, something like that. And I was like, what do you mean you're gay? Oh, my (laughs) God. Mom's going to kill me. And um, she said, the night of my show, she says, now, look. I don't know if I'm really lesbian or not. I'm just really attracted to this girl on this ship, and I'm having a great time, but I never thought I was gay, so don't be getting up on stage and saying, I think I'm gay. <laughs> and, of course, yeah, they know. went, please welcome Suzanne Westenhofer, and, like, the first thing out of my mouth was, well, my sister thinks she's queer, <laughs> you know. So. Uh, but she's used to it. She's pretty used to it. But do you find that um, with your girlfriend, too, like, do you have to kind of say, does she have to say to you, this is not for your act? But they, my, my partner is, and anybody I've ever, I've been with um, three women, they, they know enough not to say that because when they say that, it becomes the only thing I want to talk about. (laughs) And and it's not because I'm an inherently mean person. It's just now you put it in my head. Right, so if something right. happens and it's compellingly embarrassing for them, they know enough, especially my partner now, she knows enough not to say, hey, don't use that in my act, right. in your act. She knows that that's what I'm going to think about. So I'm gonna, I'll be up on stage and I can't think of anything but that, and I'll have to say it to get it out of the way. <laughs> it's so funny. I remember when we first started doing podcasts and... I would be having dinner with my mom and she would say something or do something ridiculous. And she would say, please, I'm begging you, do not mention this on the show. And I would be like, okay. And I know that she didn't have the, the technology prowess to find my podcast. So of course I would talk about it, but yeah, the, the way they <laughs> beg and plead and beg and plead, don't, please don't, don't, don't. I'm like, listen, I, if, if we're putting it out there, you know, we're putting our own stuff out there. You know, they can take a little right. bit. That's what, yeah, I feel like they could take it a little bit. But what about- Most of the people in my in my family, most of my good friends, they're so used to it. What I have noticed, because I've been doing this so long now, is that when I don't mention them, they start to feel a little hurt. Oh. A little like, well, why didn't I make the cut? Or, wait, I did this horrible thing, and I slipped, and I fell, and I broke the elevator, or whatever happened, you know what I mean? I yeah. got arrested. How come I wasn't in the show? You know That's what I mean? So funny. Yeah, exactly. It's, it is funny. You can tell they get a little addicted. Exactly. That's, that is they hilarious. They totally get addicted to the attention of it. My sister got married last weekend, and she got married in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is a gay resort area now. Yeah. Um, and I was there to do two shows. She chose that you know, that time, because she said we would all be together and everything like that to get married, and that night after she got married, she and her friends and the people who were at her wedding came to my show, she knew I was going to say something about the wedding, Oh yeah. but I don't think she realized I was going to mock it at quite the level that I did, <laughs> but she loved it, she loved it. How can you not, yeah. She's used to it. <laughs> it is funny. I have a an aunt uh, that's like 86, and she had a condo that was right across from mine. So when Donna and I would do the show, when she was down for the winters from New York, uh, she would stroll Uh over on Wednesday night 
at the exact time we were going on the air, and you would uh, bring over food. Uh, yeah, yeah, bring over food, and everybody would, you know, the the chat room would go nuts for Aunt Joanne, and it, it was just like wow. I think she just sold her condo like this year, and I think that's the part she's gonna miss the most is not being able to just, you know, to walk over and yeah. <laughs> It is. It's quite funny how people are... Join the lesbians on Wednesday night. Yeah. Yeah, there she was, bringing us meatballs, of all things. Not... uh, Why not? Yeah, why not? (laughs) The irony. (laughs) So... That's it. Let me ask you this, as far as, like, you know, we all hear, oh, how far, you know, uh, uh, stand-up comedies come, and the ultimate goal is, is, is really to get your own sitcom, like Ray Romano or, like, Roseanne you know, kind of put it in everybody's uh, I don't know that that is the ultimate goal of every comic. I think some comics want the sitcom, some comics want movies, some comics probably want their own talk show. Yeah, like, I'm I always wondering, say, like, uh, is, you know, like, is that, is that a thought, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're doing it, is, is it just kind of like the hope or it's like, you know, I'm, I, this is my job and I like what I'm doing and, and this is, this is cool. It's both. It's my job and I love, love, love what I'm doing, but I moved to Los Angeles 14 years ago um, because of that, but um, it's really weird. I, I started going to Los Angeles around 94. It, it's a really weird story because I was on track to get my own talk show, but then another comedian came out and she was very famous and had done movies and everything. And so everything that I had been working toward, it, it, it's Hollywood. Hollywood is very much, so they were all like, well, we have a lesbian, we're done. Right, right, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's basically what happened. And so now, I mean, I'm still out there. I still audition for stuff, um, and I still do uh, web series and things like that. You know what I mean? I, I'm hoping to have another web series up actually soon, but the people who did, um, the one I did a couple years ago, we have to stop now. Um, yes. They're trying to do another one, and... Things like that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I feel very fortunate. I pay my mortgage, feed my cat, yeah. and buy my girlfriend pretty things with <laughs> the career I have right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough nut to crack, I think, getting, getting to that next I think level. it is, and I think that it's, it's, I think for women it's even tougher. Mm-hmm. I think the age is even tougher. I mean, once you're in your 30s, it's, you know, once you're 35, 35, 38, you know, you're kind of... Yeah, the expiration date. doesn't want you anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but I think, I, you know... But we, that might change because television is changing. I think, yeah, I think so. Like, I, I was just going to say, like, I think that um, the more... Because of the noise, you know, the, the more noise that we make about it, um, it's, bringing, it's bringing it to people's attention. And I just... I don't... I, I mean, I think that men subconsciously, you know, have held, held the fort, you know, but when even just the, the generation just below us are the ones that are really making noise, like your Emma Watson and your, you know, that are, that are really making right. noise about women right. and, and equal pay and, and all that kind of stuff. It's bringing it to the attention of women who may not have noticed it, you know, and it now it is Correct. something that they're getting a little more passionate about. And I think between that and, and, um, and uh, our LGBT, you know, rights uh, changing and uh, and being and everything being in the forefront of focus, our chances are getting much much better. You know, we don't have to give up at thirty eight. Like that's I feel like 
we really do not have. No, to I think that's about. absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, I I like to think that lesbians never gave up at thirty eight. I like to think that anyway. Right. Um. But you have to be realistic. Even 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 if you're a lesbian and you think, well, I'm not done at thirty eight. We're still playing in the playground that is run by the patriarchy. Right. Ta da! Right. You still have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's so um, true. Do you do you, do you find that you um you have to gear your material uh towards stuff like that because you have a platform? Wait a minute, I'm not sure I understand that question. Like do you find do that you, gear? You, you get to work in some feminism and 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 stuff like that because you've got that you've got that platform? Oh, I've always I've always done that and been able, I've always been that. That's never been, I mean, I started out that way. I started out as an activist when I was in high school. Um, wow. Trying to cause that. I, I made everybody um, do a boycott of the lunchroom until they got a salad bar because girls were throwing up their food in order to make weight, you know, and yeah. so were boys for wrestling and girls for gymnastics and I said, we have to offer them something else, and they wouldn't. And then so I said, nobody go in and use the lunchroom until they do. And that's who I was at 17, you know oh what I mean? God. So yeah. that's who I am. That's awesome. I am that annoying girl. I am that <laughs> annoying girl. I've always been that girl. And especially, like, right now with the politics being so divisive, uh, you know, uh, the current climate. Right. Like, oh, my God, I feel like this is the time for everybody. If you thought you used your voice before – you know, now you get to step you it did, up even you more. You need to do right. it more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, Although it's really interesting because ca casually, like I still do straight clubs across the country too, as part of my uh, as part of my career, and uh, especially straight couples or especially straight people say to me after a show, you know, oh, you must be really loving this whole Donald Trump thing. That that must be just like comedy gold for you. And I understand what they're thinking right. because it would have that kind of thing certainly was a great comedy boon, you know. But I, for some reason, and I know a lot of comics were all talking about it. It's just not that funny. It's horrible. It's and anything we would have said, yeah. yeah, it's scary. And anything that we would have said to make fun of him or what he's doing or choices, he's already doing the thing that's so outrageous. That, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's already dead doing or saying the thing that's so, that's the kind of thing we would have said that right. to make fun of him. Right, exactly. Like, what's he going to do next? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have his wife plagiarize a speech from Obama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. that would have been a joke. And exactly. now we can't do it because he did. It's true. So we're like, you can't think of enough fucked up in this yeah. to, yeah. to exactly. add to it. Exactly. Like we're just even even good comics were just standing on the sidelines, going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, just let this unfold. <laughs> exactly. Right. But it is. It's. It's. Um. I don't. I don't. I. I really, really admire anybody right now that can get up on stage and and be funny because I mean, every morning you wake up and our flags are yes. at half mast. There's another shooting. This life matters. That life matters. This cop matters. This black man matters, you know. And it's just, you know, it's so hard to keep your wits about you and not just let yourself sink into. It's very the hard. Yeah, it's like, um, and I know, and I know that uh, right after nine eleven, there was like I don't know about seven or eight days where just trying to do my show was so hard. And then for a couple of weeks, 
it just felt like you had to work so hard to make people laugh. You almost had to put, had to give them a, a, a permission to relax first. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is like that. Um, I had just been in Orlando during a show, during the gay days, oh. the weekend before, the Pulse thing. That, that was the Saturday before, oh. the event that you saw me at. Yes. And I had just driven by Pulse on the way to wherever I was staying with the girl who brought me, and we had just said, oh, there's a gay boy bar. Oh. You know, we, I had just, and it was so, and I had been in Pulse years before, after a show I had done in Orlando, and it was like, uh, and then barely two weeks later, I'm in, back in Orlando doing a fundraiser. Oh. Yeah. And standing with people who are crying, and it's like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, it just makes you... And then in the meantime, that's not even the thing. In the meantime, exactly, like you said, that every morning you get up and you go, oh, look, another person has been shot. Oh, yeah. look, another person is shot. Oh, now they're shooting cops. Oh, now they're shooting more cops. And right. it's like, I don't, I'm not even numb to it yet. Right. It's just, it's just, I don't, I, I really, uh, like, I always, I wonder, like, uh, is, does that have like an effect when you walk up on stage and everybody's staring back at you and a, you know how yes. desperately they need to laugh and B yes. they're looking at you to do that for them and C, you've got to dig it out of yourself, you know, to make it, to make I'm very aware of it oh. because I feel like, I mean, like, I don't know that every comic is really takes it on the way I do, but and I know some singers take it on as well. Yeah. Um, they, of course, have the opportunity to sing their pain, which is what we expect almost of them. Yeah. And so it's a little different than when a person's job it is to mock right. everything. It's a, little, it's a little trickier. But I just was speaking, actually, I'm not kidding, last night with uh, three drag queens here in Provincetown. I'm in Provincetown. Um, and they were talking about how everything is so difficult already this summer because just to start out with, people are not in the mood to vacation. Right. So the, the town is a little dead compared to the way it was last year at this time, for example, right. just, just because of that. And then the second part is anybody who might have come over from Boston on a day or a weekend trip and, and come to see, that's not happening because people are scared. They're scared to go to a gate club. Right. And you right. Know, especially your straight people, you know, they're going, wait, isn't that where they're attacking people? Yeah. They're attacking people in big gay clubs. Yeah. You know, and so it has affected that part. Just off the top, there's just less people who want to be there for us to entertain. Yeah, I feel you, man. I mean, especially over here in Europe where it's it Ugh. might cost you like 80 pounds round trip to go to... Spain or or something and you just you don't want to you don't want to be on a train you don't want to go. go somewhere yeah you don't no. it's just uh yeah airports everything it's really really a weird thing to be experiencing because you know everybody Correct. says you you know just go about your life you know you can't let them win and it's just like oh my god how do I find the balance you know how do I and that you know and that's all that's all right to say just go about your life, don't let them win. And I'm, I'm obviously doing that. You know what I mean? I'm obviously still out doing shows and everything like that. But I just, I think, like, think about somebody who's a new parent. Yeah. How do they go about, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's, you're asking a lot of yeah. people. Or yeah. someone whose brother is a cop. Right. Or the black community or the Hispanic community. I mean, 
it's one thing to say that to an, a privileged white person of a certain age group. Who, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah sure, maybe right. we can kill. But, you know, for a lot of other people, that's a very scary prospect. You know, just yeah. acting like it didn't happen is very hard. What right. if you're a cop yourself? Oh, it really is. It's just Are they supposed to go to work just like this is not happening? There's not been the you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. can't even imagine. No. It's, it's like the hardest job in the world anyway. Exactly. And, and to know you got a target on you, it's just like, oh god. I can't. can't even it, it is. It's ridiculous. It, it's just uh that's what I mean. Like I just admire you, you know, what you're doing just you know, push through it. Get out there and 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 make people laugh because they. I feel like they want to, but there's that little bit of guilt. Like, oh God, if anybody oh, knows a lot I'm of, having yeah, a lot good of, time, a lot of guilt. yeah, yeah. If anybody knows I'm having a good time, but you have to. Like, it's just, uh, you know. I mean, I. One of the things I think, I that really, the power of laughter is just amazing. Like. I think to myself day it's after day. It's a very day, strong, strong yeah, thing. Yes, it like, is. My wife wouldn't be around. We wouldn't be sticking with me if I didn't make her laugh. There's no other reason. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's like you have to think about those things. But no, I mean, it is. It's really, um, it is, it's powerful. It's really powerful. It's some, just something about it. Like you just instantly feel better. You forget for a little bit. And uh, and that's why, you know, I feel like it's 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 so important. And yet... It, and so I, I don't want to say like people take it for granted. I think they they don't understand what goes into it because, as a stand up comic, you you don't have somebody that's booking your shows and booking your travel and booking your hotels and your venues and the, you're you're basically a one woman machine. Like you have to do all that. Yeah, I have and someone be who's doing a lot of that. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> If you can have it, that's fantastic. I book my own travel. I book my own travel. Right. But see, that's all. Doesn't it? That's <laughs> what I mean. It's just like people think that like that someone just comes and points a finger and goes, you're funny. Come with me. And and they do everything. And yet, oh, yeah. It's not. True. You, you, you really have to do so much of the work, too. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of stress. You know, especially on relationships. We were... Um, uh, Jenny yeah, and, that's big right now. Is it? Yeah, like Jenny and and, uh, and Vicky were saying that uh, there's always a little bit of a struggle in the beginning, you know, for them to understand that you're going to be doing events with, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of lesbians, you know, and you're there on your own and you they have to trust you and you have to trust them while you're away. And it's it's a lot to a lot of pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's so funny. I've been doing this forever. I've never had that conversation with any of my partners. That's never been an issue. Really? Like, I you've never, why. you've never. Maybe they disgusted me. <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, they've never been doing the laundry and a, and a, and a napkin with a phone number falls out because somebody handed it to you and you were just like, yeah, thanks, whatever. Nope. And left it in there or whatever. That's fantastic. No, I think, but I think that that's my personality. I think people, I think, uh, anyone that I, I've, I've, like I said, I've, I've only been with a handful of women. Had three partnerships. I'm in my fourth partnership, which I hope to be my last. Okay, yeah. and I think, and they've been long term partnerships ten years, twelve years, you know, yeah. eight years yeah. um, now. And my partner and I are, are six years now. I think that people know me, and they know how kind of gruesomely honest I am. <laughs> gruesomely. <laughs> so I think they know enough to know that. 
if it was something like that was going to happen, it wouldn't be a hidden thing they have to look for. Right. Because yeah. I'm not, I don't, yeah, I mean, like, I, and I'm trying to think, I haven't even really thought about it with any of my partners, like, oh, I'm leaving them behind. They pretty I much don't know why that hasn't right? been an issue, but it has not been an issue. I always think to myself, it's, you know, you, you're, you're aware that it's your job and they, they have a job as well. So it's just kind of like, yeah, it's not like you're going to say to them, don't go to the office today because I know right, that correct. you work with other women and yeah. So yeah, part of that is, uh, that's, that part of it is definitely true. I do, but we were, we're, Vicky was saying she did some kind of a show where she had to share a dressing room with a bunch of drag queens and one of their underwear or something oh. got stuck in her bag and she, <laughs> And uh, she had a, she was unpacking and pulled out this thong and was like, oh, you know, and it was, she was like, you know, thankfully we have that kind of uh-huh. trust, you know, to say, believe it or not, this is a drag queens, you know? But, yeah, uh, really. I would imagine that that's, uh, that's just, it's just the added bonus of, you know, being with a stand-up, <laughs> you know, you know, you have maybe to. I, maybe it's because I started out sharing um, dressing rooms with drag queens maybe because that's always been the case (laughs) (laughs) yes you so seldomly get a nice whole green room to yourself right (laughs) right i mean i do now kind of maybe i you should uh, you should yeah Yeah. i do now yeah i think i think if you hit the 10-year mark uh, in anything that you should i think i'm i think i'm a tenured comedian yeah exactly <laughs> you are like that's what i mean like a little if, bit if you could be doing something it. for for like 10 years you should get an automatic upgrade if you're doing it for 20 yeah you're the star man you're the star and i listen i've been on the road making my living doing stand-up for over 24 years it's almost 25 years yeah like that to me. So it's like, like a long time. You should get the green room, <laughs> the solo green yeah. room. That should be yours, indeed. But do you feel like was there ever a time in your career where you felt that shift? Um, you know, when you're starting out, you kind of don't have that voice when you're maybe haggling, you know, with a producer or a promoter, and you just kind of take their shit. But was there was there a certain point in your career where things changed and you went, you know what, this is my price, this is my rider, this is what I want, you know, and that's how it is. Uh, Denise, let me tell you a secret. <laughs> uh, once I started stand up at the end of ninety, that's when I first got up to do a contest, you know, to see if I could even do this, and I was making my living doing it by uh, like May of ninety two. Um, I was very lucky, very fortunate, um, from the beginning, I was a headliner, I had a promoter, I had a booker, I had a manager, from the beginning, once, because I think I was so unusual right then, for those first few years especially, there was nobody doing open lesbian comedy in straight clubs. True. You know, yeah. I got that HBO special. I had only been doing stand up like three, four years when I got the HBO special. Wow, what a I mean, blessing. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was sort of I I was fortunate enough to go from I think I want to do stand up, let me try this at a couple clubs in New York to literally a year and a half later I was headlining, making great money, I had a manager, I had a booker. It was done. 
Wow. That's incredible. I know. And, and I think, in all honesty, I'll say something to you that is true, but unfortunately, most of the other comedians, uh, I think that they're not, they don't love me because of it. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think there is a sense with some comics that I have not paid my dues. Really? Because I didn't go out, I didn't go out in the, on the, I didn't go out on the circuit and open for other comics for years, just trying to get my, you know I mean? That did not happen for me. I had an hour and a half show that I was selling out at the duplex in New York City in the, in my first year and a half of comedy. Oh my God. That's actually, I don't think I've ever heard. Crazy. Yeah. Never heard of such a thing. You know, even, uh, yeah, so it's not the same exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I didn't, I didn't even. It's possible that I'm a brat. No, <laughs> um, I'm not actually, I actually, I, and I like to help other people and I, and I'm, uh, one of the things I've been doing a lot with Twitter, for example, ever since I've really gotten good on Twitter is I'm trying really hard to retweet, yeah. retweet anybody who's trying to get. Um, somebody comes, I do it on Facebook as well. I do it on Snapchat. I'm trying, or, and I do it on, um, Instagram where I'm trying to help anybody who's trying to get people, their, the word out about their show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's important. It I'm is. trying to be the, the uh, I'm trying to be a good person and I've always been uh, good to other comics that way and other performers. But here's the thing. What was hard for me was because I was the first one to stand up in straight clubs and say, hi, I'm a lesbian, I took a lot of grief and a lot of shit from the audience. Oh, I'm sure. I had, I had, a, I had a very ugly time in the first two years that I was doing stand-up because it was a, you don't look like you're gay. Are you sure yeah. you're gay? Are you just yeah. saying that? <laughs> and fuck you. As soon as you get fucked by a man, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Right. I, had a, I had a lot of that. That's that's kind yeah. of paying dues, don't you think? I feel like that's those are dues. My, yeah, my the way I paid my dues were just different than the right than any of the yeah. other comics. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a slightly different thing, and I got a lot more of the. Uh, we are not. We'd love for you to get up and do twenty minutes, but we can't have you say you're a lesbian. Oh God! Yeah, right. Exactly. I had for a lot you, of that. You know what I love about you is that you didn't alter who you were, what your material was, because of that, you just, you just push through. It's like the lunchroom thing all over again. Get and that's salad what, bar. And that's the only thing, I, and that's what I did. I did that. I mean, I remember, I remember, I remember um, book, um, people at clubs saying to me, we'll let you get up and do your 20 minutes, but you can't talk about being queer. And I remember saying, okay, I won't. And then getting up there and doing it. <laughs> and then, you know, being told I'll never come back to that club and being, you know, but I was like, fuck you, because you don't, you don't get what I'm trying to do here, you know what I mean? Exactly. And then uh, six months later, being asked to come back to that club because I was popular and being all like, hey, 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 fuck you, you know? Right, right, yeah. yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a different kind of beginning for me. It was more of an activist beginning. Right, right. You know, and that's the thing, like, I don't think, um, like, I don't think the younger folks realize that door was kicked open, you know, by... by Actually, I've been really... i got to say, a lot of the younger comics, like the Fortune Themesters and such, 
they have been saying some extraordinarily beautiful things to me. Oh, good. Like what I say, if, it good. if it wasn't for you, yeah. if I hadn't seen your HBO special, I wouldn't have known that it was possible. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, they can make me cry sometimes. I've had a handful of the newer uh, gay comics say such wonderful things to me that I'll be honest with you, I feel I feel pretty good about that part of it. You know That's what I mean? I, I've got yeah. some. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like, um, you know, like, especially like little YouTubers, YouTube sensation, <laughs> like, they don't really uh -huh. get what was, what had Yeah, to be they done. don't, they yeah. don't get, no. Yeah. It's so true, but I think, you know, the, it's the good ones that get it, and that's important that they're, it, they're the, that they have the presence of mind to tell you, you know, it's because of that, because. No, I think there's a whole generation of performers, not just comics, that get to do what they do on the internet with YouTube, with yeah. anything like that, yeah. and become famous, that they do not understand the, that most careers used to start out with years of no. Yeah, right. Because you And that they weren't even allowed to do it. And, and, and maybe that's good. I mean, maybe it's great that you can just put your thing on the internet and a million people will like it and yeah. watch it, and then you go, I mean, maybe, I don't know, is that bad? I don't know, I maybe don't know. it's not. I, that's it's funny. Awesome. I just tweeted something about that today, I think. It was something like, um, you know, I, I read an article that some big studio just cast a YouTuber in something, um, and I thought to myself, like, that. okay, so there now they'll be the next big thing, but... I mean, is that the right. right way to go about? Is that lazy? Isn't it lazy of studios when there's hardworking actors that have put money into classes that are good, that struggle, you know, to get auditions? And then so some studio executive is browsing YouTube and goes, oh, look at this one's got a lot of likes, you know? Yeah, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. For years, some studio executive was asking their famous star to let them have their son or daughter. Yeah. Didn't do That's so the true. truth is there's always been... There's Nepotism. always been a handful of people who are going to bust their chops and go to classes and work and study and try. And then there's going to be other people that fuck the way they're top, for example, or are born into it, yeah. or who, yeah. who YouTube their way into it. To be honest with you, at least the person who YouTubes it has something that people like. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Or they wouldn't get that many likes in the first place. So, like, let's give them at least that they're a real performer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to have something about you to be able to... You know, it, sometimes yeah. I think it's just the confidence of sitting in front of the computer and turning on your camera. And Absolutely. Doing, you know, doing Absolutely. what you're going to do. Wow, that takes confidence. You know, I can't even stand to have a right? Skype conversation with people. <laughs> that's the beauty of podcasting is you could do it with no makeup and in your pajamas. So, you know, to have... Well, to I'm doing that. I'm, I'm not in my pajamas anymore, but I will tell you that I am doing it with no makeup. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, didn't even I don't even think I brushed my teeth yet. I swear to oh. God, Suzanne, it Pardon. is 90 degrees out today, not a cloud in the sky, sun oh. blazing, and you know they have no air conditioning in England. So I've got oh, every, every fan that. that we own, and plus my wife was smart enough to invest in a tiny little air conditioner, and uh, that's where I've been planting Yay. all day because it's like not even worth it. It's ridiculous. Two days of it, and then we go back down to 75, and I'm happy about that, but wow. Well, it was a horrible day yesterday on the Cape. It was very hot and muggy, but today it's just like 75, 78, and muggy, but, so it's not too bad here today. There's a lot going on. Kind of Let's gorgeous. talk a little bit about that in P-Town. Uh, I, I, I've been following, I follow Leah Delaria. I saw her making the rounds. Judy, Judy Gold's making rounds. You guys, this is, is this, um, 
This isn't. Wait, are they here right now? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I didn't. I was wondering if there was. You know, when you're here, when you're here, you get because you're doing a show every night. You 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 kind of don't always know. I knew Jenny was going to be here. I know Vicky's going to be here. You Kate's going to be here. I think that's all I knew. I didn't know if I didn't know that Leah was here, and I didn't hear yet um, uh, about Judy Gold. Judy usually, you know. Yeah. I just, I would, like, I thought maybe I was missing something. Like, was this, uh, like, a nah. coming of Women's women's Week or something? <laughs> well, they, they are trying to do that. That is why I'm here. I came Sunday. Um, a, a promoter here is trying to make the Girl Splash. It's called Girl Splash. Oh, cool. It was, it's been going on for about seven or eight years, and it's traditionally in about the second or third week of July. But it hasn't been a whole week. It's only been a weekend. Mm. And she's trying to get it to be more of a week thing she actually asked me last October would I come at the beginning of Girl Splash week to try to get it started you know what I mean because she wants it to, to be a, a like a women's week oh, you great. know what I mean yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be called Girl Splash oh, it's going to be called Girl Splash oh we'll let everybody know about that that's fantastic that, that would be so great. Great. and I think and it's and I think it's going really well oh good I mean it must I mean like I said I've been seeing a lot of people uh, doing shows and gigs. I don't know if it's, if it's affiliated with that, but it seems like maybe. Uh, Doesn't it matter. The once start. she yeah. gets it going, as it's just like with Women's Week. Once it gets going and it gets business, then all the cabarets are full of all different performers. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. It's all focused on women. It'll be just, it'll be great. That's on my list. That's on my bucket list. I've never never been to P Town at all for anything, and that is that is definitely. Well, you need to come for Women's Week or Girl Splash. Yeah, you absolutely do. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's options. not really a it's not really a women's a lesbian um, town. It's a gay boy town. Um, so as a lesbian, you will probably have more to do and enjoy yourself a little more if you come during one of the weeks that are focused on you. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely do do probably October because I'm a I'm a sweaty human being. So, yeah. Oh, I get you. I yeah, get you. I would definitely do October. I just looked at the clock and realized how long we've been talking. I I need to let you go. This has been. That's all right. I have to go get lunch. I have to meet somebody for lunch. Oh, fantastic! This has been so fun. Thank you so so much for doing this. I, I and totally we took more because we had to catch up. We, we did need to catch up. It's okay. So it's so true. Let me I'm just wait for my me. phone to charge, and then I'm going to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic. Uh, I know you're heading back to the West Coast after this, but have a fantastic uh, tomorrow day there, and uh, and have fun, and say hi to all of the, all the lezzies in in LA. You know, I I love me some Bridget McManus. Okay, I absolutely will. Excellent. All right, take care, Suzanne. Meet you. Great. Bye. All right, bye, sweetie. Have fun in the UK, yo. <laughs> so long. Bye, bye. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, darling. We'll be passing by. And they'll be wasting time Just waiting for new And while they're chasing dogs We'll be dancing in the dust Cause we're coming through Whenever you need me I'm behind
Feel you've had enough And you wasted all your love I've been